I am Michael. And I am Thomas. Welcome to the fan club. When we talking about practice. Come after me! I'm a man! I'm 40! I'm in right center. If he hits one there, we can dance in the streets. The 2-1. Swung leg, right left hand! One Yo, Michael. Yo. So, what's been on my mind this week? I, I really want to make it the talking point for this episode. It's the Heisman, right? College football Heisman Trophy. Mm-hmm. Here's the crazy thing. It, it, this was straight up already in transit to Trevor Lawrence's house this year. Absolutely. I mean, he's the best player in college football. By far and away the best player in college football. He will probably, I will say this right now, he will be the best NFL player that is currently playing in college football. Gotcha. <laughs> he's going to have an insane, insane career in the NFL. Intangibles, talent, everything you could think of. Yet, he started as a true freshman, started as a sophomore, started as a junior, won a national championship, played yep. in multiple and he's not going to win the Heisman because he got COVID. He's out two games just announced. Yep. Two games. So, and uh, next week uh, is a pretty big game, too. A big one uh, against Notre Dame. Yep. So my question to you is, like, does the Heisman Trophy even matter? I mean, people like John Elway don't win it. Peyton Manning never won it. Uh, Tua never won it. Tua Jay- never won Jaylen it. Jalen did not win it. Uh, there's there's a, a, a million Alabama players we can say that for aside from two. I mean, there's a million I, incredible players all over the country. We exactly, that's what I was saying. You can you can look at the 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 winners of the Heisman Trophy. It's been going on for how many years now? It's been I don't know. There's but but you say it's been sixty five years or whatever that number is, there's been yeah. that many winners of it. It's a it's an exclusive trophy. So um there's been a lot of really good players that have obviously not been able to win it because you know one a year. Here, here's a massive one for you, Michael, that didn't win it. Deshaun Watson. Yeah. That dude is phenomenal. He had a great season at Clemson, a great senior season or junior season at Clemson. Mm-hmm. Never won it. Yeah. That and that that goes to uh, uh, oh Vince Young, I forgot about Vince Young. <laughs> Probably, arguably, maybe the greatest college football player of all time. Yeah, never won it. And uh, it goes to show you that um, you can have a season with, you know, you like this year you got Mac Jones is now the the front runner, I believe, and you've also got Trevor Lawrence there. You got two Justin incredible Fields. quarterbacks. You know, Justin you got. Fields. Yeah. Yep, just for, you got you got a lot, a lot of these years you have a, a field going out for this uh, this trophy that is stacked with talent. So how do you even even compare to to some of these years? You know, when you have five people that could all deserve that trophy. And you know what's wild to me is like simply getting COVID. He is out. There's no way he's winning this thing because. Yeah. It's already a short season. Yep. And he's not going to have the stats. Nope. There's no way he wins this. And if they do, it's a legacy vote. I don't care what you call it. Yeah, it's just because he's been playing so well for so long. And uh, and, and it you talking about stats, that makes me wonder, Are uh, do the voters 
do you, do you have any idea? Do they vote more towards full season stats or do they look at stats per game? You know, cause that right there would be a big, uh, bonus for him, you know, being at less games, but stats per game, he'll still have those numbers. I'll tell you why they're going to have to, cause Justin Fields just played, just started. I think they played two games. Yeah. Alabama six and zero. Ohio State's two and zero, and yep. the front runners are Mac Jones and Justin Fields. You can't compare those two. No, not not by uh, not at this point in the season for sure. You've you've had you know four more games on the on Mac Jones side of things. I'm starting to think I don't like the Heisman Trophy. Oh yeah, <laughs> not at all. It's just it's just show and tell. It's like an Academy Award. Yeah. Does the Academy Award honestly go to the best movie every year? I I, I have, couldn't tell you who won a single Academy Award in the last ten years. Parasite, I, I Parasite won last year. Have you not seen Parasite? I saw it. Yeah, I watched it. Phenomenal. That that was a good one. It was good. I I don't know. Maybe it either got overhyped for me, or I just didn't didn't see it. It was a good movie, but you know what? We're gonna label this episode. Parasite <laughs> is Trevor Lawrence a parasite? There you go. <laughs> Get that clickbait from Clemson fans. I like it. Riled up. I like it. So, I'm I'm a bigger fan of the actual actual position awards, Maxwell Trophy, all of those. Like, get the trophy inside buckets. I was I was I was thinking the same thing. Like the Heisman is a is a, is a strange trophy because it's you know best player from any position in theory. But it's not in exactly. theory, yeah. But it's not. It's exactly. not eleven on offense, eleven on defense. Sorry, mm-hmm. special teams, you're not involved in this conversation. <laughs> Immediately, half of them just aren't up for it. Like yeah. they say, a defensive player could win it, but you're going to have to be a punt returner. You're going to have to throw some random touchdowns and catch some. It's all baloney. Like the fact that Ndamukong and Sue. Forgive me, Alabama fans, but Mark Ingram was straight up a flashy vote. Like, it was a vote that they gave to Alabama that year. Ndamukong and Sue was by far and away the best player in 2009. And he didn't so. win it. And he didn't win it because he was a defensive player. Um, uh, so, as you said that, I was Googling here defensive players that have won the Heisman. Uh, let's see, defensive players in the top five of the vote. That's not what I want. Uh, Manti Teo, he was up there, wasn't he? He was up there, but you know, his <laughs> flat tire. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, flat tire. We're, we're going to have an off season conversation about the fake girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, definitely. For the record, uh, it looks like 1935 was the first year of the Heisman. So we're coming close to 100 years, actually. It's 85 years. And uh, and like you were saying, it's te- meant to be a best player, to, regardless of position, but you got quarterbacks and running backs, essentially. In the last 10 years, it's been all quarterbacks, one running back. I bet that, that running back was Alabama, right, Derrick Henry? You would be correct. And uh, well, nope, because he, he was in 09. That would have been 11 years ago. The running back that did win it was Alabama Derrick Henry. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So, and all then, I'm saying is the Heisman's quickly becoming a sham. So um, last year, Joe Burrow won by the biggest margin. And yep. you know what? Everyone under the sun will say Joe Burrow was the Heisman winner that year. Yeah. Back a couple of years, it gets a little bit more competitive. Um, Kyler Murray, too, it was a great, great matchup. 
But man, no one this year will win it without a massive asterisk. I mean, like, oh, second place should have won it. Like that is going to be on the Reddit threads and Reddit comments for the unless, next 15 years. Unless Trevor Lawrence is that number one. Yeah, that'll, that'll absolutely you know, I mean, even if he is the number one, like, yeah. then you're going to have other people like, well, look at Justin Fields' stats. Look at Mac Jones' stats. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so I'm looking down this list here. Uh, since 1960, can you guess how many defensive players have won the Heisman? I'm going to guess one or two. I'm going to go with one. It is. We're going to go with one and a half here. So the last defensive player to win um, was in 97. It's got to be against uh, Peyton Manning then. Um, and let me scroll back here and look at who that was. Uh, Charles Woodson of Michigan, cornerback, punt returner, like you said, punt returning. Um, and then the one before that was 1961, Ernie Davis uh, from Syracuse. And I give him a half because he's listed here as halfback, linebacker, and fullback. So he that's, played that's old school football, man. Yep. The, and and uh, in the last 20 years, it's been oh, – let me look at it again. It's been all quarterbacks with, I think, three running backs in the last 20 years. It's a sham award. It's – it. it I, you know what? You're turning me over into the the sham section of this thing. And you know why, Michael? Saying, you know why? That? Because where the heck are wide receivers? Mm-hmm. It is That's unbelievable. Like the discrimination against wide receivers. Yeah, absolutely. So you got uh, just, I mean, just look at some of them that came through Alabama, for instance. Oh, yeah. Some Devontae actually, Smith, Amari Cooper. Yep. None of these people are going to win the Heisman. Not at all. And that, that made me look. I was trying to see how many wide receivers I saw in there. The second Heisman uh, winner ever back in, in 1936 was a was an end. Looks like a defensive end. I, I always want to be just labeled as an end. Right? It's a great, <laughs> it's a great label. The best meat is burnt ends. Oh, dude. You're, you're talking about... Okay, so here, the last wide receiver... You got a name here. Desmond Howard, last wide receiver to win a Heisman in 1991. Wide receiver, returning. And the only reason why he did it, because he was a point returner. Yep. You know, Waddle had a good chance to win it this year, I would assume, but he, he got yeah, injured. Yeah, he broke himself. He, was, he wasn't doing too much on the uh, punt returns because no one would kick to him. That's the problem with yeah. that position. Yep. It's not a problem because it's a good thing for your team. It's a good yeah. thing for your team to get punted away from. You just get better field position. But the thing is... It's like it's like uh, being double teamed, right? You become mm-hmm. the best defensive end in college football in the NFL. Mm-hmm. You're just going to get double teamed, and then yep. your stat lines are going to go down. Your sack lines are going to go down. You have to be that much better to be able to work through those double teams, to work through that double coverage, to be able to get those numbers. For exactly. years, Julio Jones had two people on him, and he mm-hmm. still would get 120 yards a game. Yep. Devontae Smith had uh, 200 yards this, this weekend. But you know what? Down. You're helping your team. You're exactly. opening up that film. That's exactly. Great, that's, that's the, the great art. thing. That's the art behind it. It's widely known that college football is up in arms with the Heisman Trophy. And I'm just going to continue to add fuel to the fire and say the Heisman Trophy is a sham. I'm now, starting now, to agree with Mac you. Jones wins it this year, I'm going to say it's the best award and that is rightfully deserving to the, um, the best player this year. Oh, absolutely. Uh-huh. <laughs> but no, you're 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 definitely winning me over here. I, I'm 
I, I think the position awards definitely have more value because I mean, how do you compare a running back to a quarterback to a wide receiver in reality to a defensive player? You know, mm-hmm. it's uh, it's 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 nigh impossible. What's the thing you saw this week that caught your eye? So this, I believe, happened uh, a bit more than a week ago. It, it might actually be right about two weeks ago at this point, but it was so wild that it's it's still on my mind. Um, it was Texas Tech game. Uh, they were backed up on their own like 10 or so yard line, and they're punting the ball, right? First of all, real quick. Like Big 12 is such a cheat code for this type of topic. Like, there's <laughs> something wild that happens every week. Just spoiler alert on Big 12 topic too. Right on, right on. Okay. But uh so they're they're punting. I can't remember exactly what yard line was. So but they uh they uh snap the ball, punter kicks the ball on the goal line and kicks it for a touchback. Kicks the ball a hundred yards down the field. A straight up hundred yard punt. <laughs> what is that like how do you do that how do you kick a ball 100 yards he kicked the ball into the other end zone from the end zone i i don't think i've seen that um i I looked it up physics alone says that that ball slows down right (laughs) why was that ball not stopped on the one yard line we'll never i'll never understand i think i think it was officially scored as a like 80 85 yard punt or something like that based on field position, but he kicked the, that ball a hundred yards. <laughs> one of the secret ingredients of going from a casual and football fan to an intermediate football fan is understanding the the weight field position has on the game. Oh, absolutely. He it, completely it flipped it. He completely it flipped it from the 10 yard line. <laughs> it's it's and, go ahead. I was just going to say any close game, um, usually the better team has worse field position. I mean, that's usually the equalizer in football games. That's why you play the game. Mm-hmm. Field position and turnovers have massive, massive weight on football results. It it really uh, kind of draws that parallel with football being a war. It's it's all mm-hmm. about positioning and, and territory. Yeah, you, You've got better territory. You've got a better position on the field. You're going to do better. You You could have... Cam Newton, massive frame, the best wide, uh, the best lineman in front of him, and Tim Tebow as your fullback, and Derrick Henry as your running back. Mm-hmm. And you could be one inch away from getting a first down, fourth and inch. But if you're on your five-yard line and the game is early in the game, guess what? You're punting it. That's, yeah. That shows you the weight behind fourth down and field positions. Oh, Absolutely. I am going to stay in the Big 12 because it is too easy to stay in the Big 12. (laughs) So straight up, um, I have a little bit of background in video production, uh, video department, sports ad agency. Uh, I love being creative, massive creative person. Mm -hmm. And Oklahoma State's video department earned some severe creativity points this week, last weekend. They had an amazing game. Against Texas. Yes, they did. Oklahoma State should have won that thing. They should have been the undefeated team in the Big 12. Oklahoma State is straight up playing for a college football playoff position. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, of course, they're going to trip up on Texas. Right. And Texas is by far the worst team of the two. But I'll hand it to you. I'll hand it to Oklahoma State's video department. They pulled out all the stops trying to beat Texas. 
right before half, Texas lines up for a pretty standard field goal. I think it was like 30-something, 40-something yards. Mm-hmm. Um, and he goes up to kick it, and behind the pylons, I'm sorry, behind the um, field goal uprights are, mm-hmm. is this massive, massive jumbotron at T. Boone Pickens Stadium. That filthy rich guy built this beautiful uh, jumbotron. And you know mm-hmm. what they put up there? What? A bunch of neon yellow lines. Oh, are you like serious? A hundred of them. That's horrible. And, and you couldn't, you could not see the the field goal. That's uh, legal. To be determined. Are they? Are they actually looking into that? Um, I think they are. And that's luckily that's pretty wild. Luckily, he kicked it, went straight down the middle, which I think dampened the you know the protest probability. Yeah. But. I mean, plus one for creativity. Like the, the coloring, <laughs> the coloring was perfect, which is super hard to do mm-hmm. with white balance and real time and all that. And coloring was great. Being, the distance being off, the distance, yeah, that was a little bit of a differentiating factor. Like if you look really hard, you could definitely see the difference. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it is uncanny at how well they did this thing. I'm gonna have to look this up. A, a true, a true optical illusion. Yeah. That's uh, that's definitely um, 12th or 13th man coming out there and trying to help out in the game. Um, it's just one of those things that in a game like that, I'm pretty sure it was won or lost by three points. Yeah, it was overtime. It was overtime. Yeah, one, uh, one touchdown, I think, was the The, the intangibles final. could win this game, man. Yeah, 41-34. Intangibles like that could have won you a national championship. But luckily, <laughs> the, the, the kicker had you know a good brain between his ears and he yeah noshed it out and just went straight down the middle that's good that that's i think that's the first time that i have uh seen or heard of that because i've I've seen some different um tactics you know that like fans in the back will oh yeah the famous one is like college basketball where like the guy takes his shirt off doing free right. throws at duke it's the most beautiful sight in sports that i've ever seen yeah uh but this one this one i don't know if i've seen before i'm looking at pictures of it and yeah that's uh that's pretty wild that's <laughs> that's pretty outrageous how do they why do they have a jumbotron that low it's it's terrible placement it's terrible placement. Horrible. you could like if you're gonna do that why aren't you just doing like emergency siren colors during any type of <laughs> offensive play like right if they're if they're gonna cheat they should just cheat and that's kind of goes into uh some of those uh rules in football like you know the the band is in theory supposed to stop playing at the yeah, snap, the snap i believe yeah when the snap and, or i'm sorry no the band is supposed to stop playing any tune on the break of a huddle okay yeah i knew it was something so on like the that. break of the huddle and now we've switched to um hurry up no huddle Yep. And um, the band keeps playing. I was watching a game this year. I can't remember when or who, but there were teams like during the kickoff, they'll do that thing where they just blaring. Everybody just plays a note and they will do it. You know, usually they will go up to the kick or or, or whatever, but these guys did it through the kick. The other guy caught the ball before they stopped. Even the thing, the thing is you've got to be able to hear the whistle. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, for safety people, reasons. Exactly. Safety people reasons. get hurt because they don't hear the whistle. But that goes back to that whole idea of what kind of rules do there need to be on like uh, behind the, the field goal post? You know, 
like like having a jumbotron and just putting up camouflage on it you know i'm sure they will start with fine so what they usually do is start with fines and yeah. then before they have to make it an actual rule of the game yeah fair uh, enough so we'll, we'll see what happens after that yeah exactly that's uh that's wild though that's all we have for you this week go ahead and subscribe to the fan club on all podcast platforms and hit us up on socials at fan club pod we'll talk to you next time here comes a pizza see it <laughs> it's a pizza <laughs>